What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Black Folk Podcast with Black Curious of Face with a dose of reality. Yes, sir. I, <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> a dose of reality. I'm your host, OBJ. So um, sorry. It's all right. And uh, we're here with my co host and special guest here tonight. But co host, won't you introduce yourself? Hey y'all, what up? It's your girl. Oh no! What is the co-host? <laughs> You're not the co-host. She's fucked up. She's fucked up. That's cool. It's cool. We keep it running. We keep it running. My name is Kiara. <laughs> and we're joined by our special guest here tonight. Won't you introduce yourself? That's me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the second take, all right? So it threw me off a little bit. I wasn't cool, ready. You know? I hit the thing a little bit. It's your girl, K Alexis, aka the Flow Goddess. You can follow me on the gram at underscore K A double Y A L E X I double S. So that's underscore K double Y Alexis double S. Hey, oh, sound like a big like a flow bar or something like that. You know, I'm about to drop a couple. Hey, but uh, so today's black hill topic is uh, fear fallacy. So we're gonna correlate that with the Halloween season, what we feel for, fearful of, and things like that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. You know, before we get into the conversation, but, you know, make sure you follow us on the Black Pill Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Black Pill Society. The link will be in our bio and our social media platform. So make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow, you know, tell a friend, tell a family member, you know, support, follow. And yeah. Uh, so to start off this conversation, uh, Halloween plans, you know, I know it was Doing the retake again. I know what the <laughs> technical difficulty. Okay, I'm pretend like y'all ain't here. <laughs> yeah, pretend y'all ain't here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but, yeah. It's my boyfriend's and his twin brother's uh, birthday next week. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. We're still deciding if we're doing Halloween stuff or just birthday stuff. So mm-hmm. as of right now, I don't really have Halloween plans. Okay. But I might dress up. I do got a cost. I got so many costumes, and at this point, because mm-hmm. costumes are so expensive, really I just are. keep them all. Mm. And then I just like switch them out every year. She's a hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. Yeah. But, um, no, costumes really are expensive. (laughs) I feel that. But, um, no, my daughter said she didn't want to celebrate Halloween. So Mm. we weren't going to celebrate Halloween, but she changed her mind when she saw the decorations and she started getting Mm. in the spirit. And so now she wants to celebrate. So we're just going to do trick-or-treating. Okay. And uh, my Halloween plans, uh, like, I only don't celebrate Halloween, but in the, I guess, festivities of Halloween-ish, uh, I'm going to be doing, like, you know, uh, uh, an event with close friends and things like that. I don't want to really disclose, even though I kind of revealed it before. But, you know, if you, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Uh, but it's more like a, a gathering of, like, close friends, you know, peoples and things like that we're gonna like share stories and like just really get to know each other outside of us like yo let's hang out to events let's hang out for food whatever mm-hmm. things like that because like that's usually the typical vibe right. so but i just want people to really get to know each other and more intimate like, yeah mm-hmm. and like just really get into certain topics and like really get to know them from like their experiences and what they they've been through and stuff like that so that's more of the vibes and stuff like that but um for this week's uh mental check-in so Kara, how are you doing mentally or how your week's been? My week's been um, actually wonderful. I, I was It did start out very exhausting because I came back from a, a homecoming. It's been 10 years since I graduated mm-hmm. high school. Um, so, you know, I got to go back and see all my old friends and, and mm-hmm. coaches and people. So that was nice. However, I was very exhausted. So my week started off exhausting, but it's been great because I've been, I got back in the gym. I've been going a few days a week and, you know, I'm playing volleyball. So I feel good. I feel happy. I feel mm-hmm. blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Hey. And, uh, what about you? How's your week been? How are you doing mentally? Um, you know, the week started off kind of rocky. So, like she said, we went to our 10-year homecoming. I uh, lost my phone Damn. while I was out there in a whole other state, too. So, I lost my phone. Then, that same... Well, no, not the same night, but the next night, I had a performance. So, yeah. no phone. That's all I'm thinking is, oh, I ain't got no phone. I need to get back to my daughter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I'm like... I don't even, my head's not even in this performance, but 
Um, I went and I did the performance and I'm happy that I did because, you know, I got a story to tell. Like it was a rough weekend, but I still went out there and I, I did what I had to do. So yes, pretty much the week has been <laughs> like that. <laughs> Not even going to hold you. I got issues, but um, like my daughter told me the other day, she was like, I said, life is hard. And she was like, yeah, but you still have a life. And I was like, you're absolutely right. Mm. So for me, it's, I'm still here. Like, I'm blessed because I'm here. So, like, me complaining about something, I really don't even want to speak that up. Yeah. I just want to be grateful for everything that I do have. Yeah. And it's interesting because an eight-year-old is teaching me things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, these, some of these kids are smart, man. Yeah. They they, like the, these kids be tapped in. Mm-hmm. They be tuned in. Sometimes even more wise than old people. No, right. for real. Yeah. But uh, me, mentally, I've been good. You know, uh, you know I'm pretty charged up for this episode, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, we just came from the event, mm-hmm. uh, see Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, dope event, uh, just for the culture, black owned, dope. you know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. you're talking about like from art to like just the culture, the, um, you know, retail store, like just the essence of like uh, people just kind of giving their expression into the space mm-hmm. and uh, to see it kind of flourish. And, you know, shout out to my homie Faith, who also works there and you know she's doing her damn thing out there you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it was a dope event and um definitely gonna stop by and stuff and then you know just so uh, and continue to support so that's, that's that was pretty dope um so this segment no i, I got this one for the follow thing so this is the black pill entertainment segment where we're going to be talking about trendy topics that circulated in the black community and things like that so um Yeah, so what's trending black this week? So I'm not going to put up the tabs because I don't know how how much it's going to mess up the audio. So I'll just put it as like, you know, subtopics type of thing. So Balenciaga cut ties with Ye. Um, Well, what's your thoughts about it as far as like, you know, uh, Ye having his face more out there in the interviews? Uh, uh, I think the last thing I've seen him in was Drink Champs. Uh, you know, the other interview with the, you know, White Lives Matter controversy, mm-hmm. um, all these things that's been circulating with Ye, but now, like, a lot of these brands and businesses are really, like, kind ties uh, with Ye as far as um, their business standpoint and um, just other kind of, like, uh, reasons under that. But what's your initial thoughts about Ye's face being more out there and, like, kind of, kind of just going on with these, like, controversial takes and, like, the brands kind of, like, dissociating from him? Well, you know, it's funny, actually, because Ye kind of always been like this. Like, if you think Mm -hmm. about his music with, like, Jesus Walks Mm -hmm. or even All Falls Down when he's talking about, like, you know, things that most people aren't speaking about. Mm -hmm. I feel like now it's just more so he's he's pissing off the wrong people. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like now he's pissing off the people with money when he's speaking about being, uh, you know, anti-Semitic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I feel a little triggered from the White Lives Matter because I mm-hmm. feel like it goes against what we stand for as black people. Mm-hmm. When we say black lives matter and things like that, it's a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Because if it was a white person saying white lives matter, we would be pissed at them. We would right. be pissed. So now we got Ye that's doing the same thing. Mm. And I get the point that he's trying to make with it, but from the surface of what it is, <laughs> even them shirts, I don't know if y'all seen it, but it has the shirts now where it's, the V is like, is blacked out, but it's still there. Mm. I feel some but, type of right, way about that too, because matter. you could still, it still says white lives matter, mm-hmm. but it's just like, like who's going to read into that if you're not really looking for that? You mm. get what I'm saying? Mm. So that's how I feel. How y'all feel? Yeah, Kara, what's your thoughts about it as far as like, you know, things surfacing with Kanye or Ye? Um, well, I don't really have too much thoughts, but I will say, I said this on a previous podcast, but I feel like, you know, Ye was like, you know, he wanted so bad to fit in with a lot of these powerhouse brands and stuff and get the approval from a lot of these like white executives and owners and just fit into that space in that world. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I look at it on both ends. One is like, 
them letting us know like you will never fit in with us like you will never be able to sit with us no matter how big no matter how many billions you got like you will never be in with us Mm. um but then also on the yay side it's just like you know like sway was right it's just more ammunition of like go do your own thing like stop seeking stop trying to be like these people or or even partner with them or, or you know there's a they're already making buku bucks like well, he is now he's what? even trying Doing to his leave, own thing right? yeah like yeah. he's even trying to leave the um social media sites and right stuff like exactly that and do, his, and own do his own that's but but they was telling him to do that a long time ago and now he's seeing not because of this because chase bank is doing him dirty be it but let's yaga do it like now mm-hmm. he's finally woken up and realize I don't need them. I can yeah. do. Uh-huh. And it's like, to be honest, I just saw, you know, Balenciaga, like, I just saw a post and it was like very, very similar. Um, their shoe styles, a lot of it has already been done by Skechers. So they're mm-hmm. really just taking on other people's like ideas, other brands, smaller brands that don't have their name and really just kind of changing it and and is blowing up just because it's Balenciaga. So it's like, yay, why do you even want it? You don't need to be a part of that anyway. Like you're already in this innovative, creative space. So mm-hmm. go create your own shit, not steal like they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I, I used to have a thing for Kanye. Um, do I always think he's crazy? No. Um, do he have some controversial takes that I may be on the fence or agree with, yes. Um, but um, I don't know. I think it's just, you know, being a public figure, you know, there's a lot that people are drawn into or drawn mm-hmm. out of, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that, uh, you know, I can't speak for, like, what he should say or do. And I only can speak for myself and how I react to those things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just one thing to, like, kind of, like, take heed to it or not. Uh, but not to be too overreactive to the point where like we're too distracted or we're too drawn into it mm-hmm. um uh because you know uh i'm what i'm 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 the type of person that even if i don't even if i dis- disagree with you or if i don't like you or what the case would be i'll still hear you out mm-hmm. because there's still some things i can draw off from it or mm-hmm. learn from it or whatever or, or give even perspective mm-hmm. uh whether i agree or disagree to it um, so I think that's one thing when it comes to like, yay, putting his face out there, you know, regardless of the white lives matter, because we talked about it um, in one of our previous episodes. And um, I don't have a problem with him putting it out there. I just have a problem with people just reacting to the way that they do about it. And I'm not equating the white lives matter to black lives matter. I'm just saying like, you know, people can do whatever they want. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. Mm-hmm. People can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think it's always the emotional pedestals or or monumental things that we kind of like push ourselves up to Mm -hmm. and not worry about the little things or the local levels or our family or friends or people that really matter to us and that we love and cherish and kind of like focus on what we could do better so we can't keep recycling or not recycle, like keep cycling doing the same kind of motions of things, but just with different controversies, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's just my take on it. Him cutting ties, you know, and that's their, let's say I can do whatever they want. If they want to work with somebody or not, that's their prerogative. I don't know. Y'all can come work with me, Kay. <laughs> Y'all got the gram. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's just pretty much my take on it. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is court temporary block student loan forgiveness uh, 2022. They did that? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, um, because I was wondering what happened. I think to my that loans. one of the issues was that, like, it didn't go through Congress. So I think they was putting out the application without actually going through the process of Congress mm. and things like that. So they're kind of putting a, of a block or a hole wow. to it. And uh, <laughs> I think that they're going to still allow people who already apply to let it process through. Mm. But it's like it's still an ongoing case. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what's your thoughts about it? Um, have you that's, ever applied to it? Yeah, that's real unfortunate. I just applied like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. She in that new batch, I just applied. Uh, what's your uh-huh. thoughts about it? I honestly, I didn't even know that was happening. Like, yeah. I I really can't even remember. I applied to so many forgiveness things. <laughs> I don't even know which one we're talking about. But, yeah. but um, it's interesting. Are they still doing the um, forbearance and all of that? Like, are they, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think that? they pushed it okay. back. Oh, okay. Because I haven't got no emails yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, I don't just know about this case about. Oh, okay. I was wondering because I'm like, are people still paying that and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Because right. yeah, because right. why did they block it? Right. Well, because well, it didn't go through Congress. So it it, it now I'm saying like, 
why didn't it go through Congress? Like y'all put oh. it out there on the forefront right. for all yeah. of us. Right. 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 If y'all right. right, right, to dangle it. So right. what was you the know whole it point? Didn't go through Congress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, that's you unfortunate. Did that on purpose to get us all hyped up. I like vibe. We like him again. That's another topic. But yeah, no, we're no, not, I don't yeah, we not gonna get into that. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But um, yeah, I, I didn't apply to it. Uh, I'm, I'm not in like any crazy debt or anything that I feel like I it need must to. Must be but, nice. Uh, no, you know, mm. I've been I've been paying out of pocket for my stuff, so that's why I just been like, it, it, it was taking a lot of out of me. But uh, you know, uh, I understand for other people how that could be uh, troublesome for them and stuff like that. So uh, you paid everything. Uh, not everything, but I played like the bulk of it. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah, so, right. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Good job. I'm not trying to be in, in, in major depths and stuff like that because I already so got not. like other things I got to take care of. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is um, Creed Three. So they announced it. Uh, I've seen the trailer of it. Mm-hmm. Like no. I did, but I can't fully remember it. Mm. So they announced it, uh, obviously directed by Michael B. Jordan. Right. Um, I've seen, have you seen the previous Creed? I've seen the first mm, one. Yes, I've seen the first have one. the second one? Uh, I think so. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I might have to rewatch it. Yeah. I don't think uh, I So I've seen the first and the second one. It was pretty cool. Obviously, I like the first one better. Mm. Uh, the second one was pretty cool. Um, with the direction of the third one, because I think, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan or something. Uh, I always say the guy with the big nose, the other black guy with the big nose. Uh, he was uh, in the Marvel movies uh, uh, with uh, Loki. He was playing King the Conqueror. Damn, I forgot his name. Um, mm. uh, people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jonathan something. I forgot what his name. But he's going to be in it, uh, as a cast member in Creed Three. So I do look forward to, to seeing it. Um, I did express my excitement for it when I was talking to a friend about it. and um, But I just want to kind of like see how it is because like, you know, with these kind of series, you kind of want to see how it fleshes out right. um, and stuff like that. So Jonathan Majors. Majors. There we go. I know he's talking, he playing Lovecraft Jones. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. He was in Lovecraft Jones. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you for searching that up. Um, so, she went on her credit. No, it's cool. It's cool. Cause it, uh, I, I knew no, I had funny. the Jonathan part, but I was just like, yo. But, um, yeah, but, you know, that will conclude uh, this segment of, uh, you know, the Black Entertainment. Okay, so now getting into the topic. Fear fallacies, right? So, yes. What comes to mind when you think about the words fear fallacy? We'll start off with our special guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she got her luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you always do that. Uh, uh, <laughs> he checked me with the hand. Looped that around. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just uh, yeah, just keep it brief, just small. Don't have to go too elaborate on it. But when you think about the words uh, fear fallacies, you know what's interesting. The first thing that came to mind because you asked me to speak on being a mother, also, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, my family when I got pregnant because I got pregnant in college with my daughter. How long was that ago? Don't mind me asking. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. How long was that ago? Don't mind me asking. That was, whew, when was that? Eight years was, ago. Eight years ago, I guess, yeah. About she eight, eight, nine years ago. She okay. eight, yeah. Like sophomore nine year Nine years college. ago, nine years ago, because she was, so right. yeah, I was a sophomore in college. I was mm-hmm. 19, mm-hmm. and I got pregnant, and everybody in my family was telling me, you know, like, how you going to do this? Like, I don't think this is the best idea, like, to go through, and all of this stuff, and I'm just like, I prayed. And I got my answers from God. Mm. And so when I got my answers from God, like they were all telling me, like, you can't do it. Mm. But God is telling me, like, you can do it and you're going to be great at it. Mm. So it was crazy because she gave me meaning and she gave me purpose. So like when they were trying to instill fear and like having a kid is hard, like you don't have your life together and all of these things and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. they don't know that she was what I needed. So. Mm. 
I started, I went from a 1.9 GPA to making Dean's List every semester. And I graduated with over a 3.0 overall. Yeah, it wasn't easy. I doubled up on courses and everything, but they told me, you know, like I wouldn't graduate from school. They didn't think that I would graduate from school. And I did. And I graduated with, I don't want to say honors, but it was honorable to me. (laughs) But yeah, so I would say that was, that's the biggest, you know, fear fallacy for me. But Kiara, what's your quick thoughts about when you hear the words fear fallacy? Uh, first thought was, what does that mean? Second thought was, I don't know. I just thought about like, just, I, I kind of took away the fallacy part and just thought about the word fear alone, because mm-hmm. that in itself is such a big word that holds so much like impact. Yeah. So I just started thinking about just like fear and it took me down like a, a, a rabbit hole, just like all the things, you know, we're f- afraid of or mm-hmm. I'm afraid of, all the things they instilled in us on fear, just yeah. like everything that encompasses fear. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't want to give my response because I, I know what fear fallacy means, but uh, in the context of fear, uh, I just think about uh, people who are unable to do something or motivated to shift their mindset or behavior because of fear. So it kind of will impede your thoughts or your behaviors or your actions uh, going forth. And it'll kind of like mess with you on a psychological level. So when mm-hmm. I think about fear, I think about that. Um, but to give some definitions of fear fallacy, it's basically someone using tactics of, you know, just like a scare tactic mm-hmm. kind of. You could just use that as the meaning mm-hmm. um, to motivate or shift someone's behavior to do something else. So you could use fear to say like, oh, this is going on. It'll people it'll, it'll send someone or make somebody think like just go the opposite direction or uh, it's like basically an alternative motive but with alternative action right. so they'll use the fear to kind of like shift them from whatever they want them to kind of go towards uh, right. a specific direction or mindset or behavior mm-hmm. things like that so that's when i think about fear failure. it's just basically scare tactics you know, um, I just want to add one more thing to it because I was just thinking about it. I actually was thinking about it earlier, too. Mm-hmm. But um, it's done a lot in the black community. And when I say that it's done a lot in the black community, I mean, like, when it comes to activities like that black people may want to do, but other people in their community is like, mm-hmm. oh, why you want to do that? That's a white person's thing or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like in the black community, fear is instilled in us. And I I feel like it starts from, you know, back in the time, like when they used to whip us and stuff like when we were slaves and all of that, like it was instilled in us. So I feel like now it's still kind of instilled in us, but it holds us back in a way. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right, wow, so we're, we're going right on the next right? yeah. <laughs> good well, transition. Yeah, so uh, you got <laughs> it? the first question. Yeah. Uh, oh. Is fear socially or biologically constructed? Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, any any thoughts about that? Is fear socially I'll or biologically I'll let y'all take it away from me. I think that, um, I, I guess I would say maybe socially. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. I guess, honestly, I have to say both. Okay. I have to say both. I have to say both because um, obviously a big believer of your social environment, like, dictates a lot of things, how you're born into this world. We all born, like, just bright-eyed, fresh start, and then the world mm-hmm. just puts their stuff on us, our family, our friends, and just society. Mm-hmm. So definitely the social aspect. But I do believe biology because... Just like taking her example, like she's a mom and I see firsthand like the things that her daughter has got from her on a biological level, on a gene level, like some of the things that she has got from her just from being her kid. So at first I was like, no, like fear can't be born, you know, instilled in them while they're like before they even come into the world. But it's like it actually kind of can through your genes and hereditary, like it kind of actually can. Mm-hmm. I think, I, well, I agree with the both part. Um, I don't know how deep rooted the fear is, but I think that, um, you know, I think that's just part of an emotion that people have to navigate through mm-hmm. uh, and how 
it could have implications with it happening socially. Uh, so you could born it, you could be in an environment, a situation, a friend, or anything that like will instill fear or embody uh, a sense of fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that because um, I was thinking about this question, I was thinking like biologically, and I don't know, I was just like. I'm just kind of ruining it with emotion. So, you know, we always feel these different emotions. Uh, uh, You're thinking about fear from a survival standpoint. Uh, You think about fear um, just trying to survive every day day to life, Um, just trying to like get over certain humps or challenges. And, um, you know, because I I, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit critical on the biological part, but I definitely do agree that it's socially um, constructed and um, we just got to kind of navigate that or just embrace it. And I think everybody has a different process of how they uh, uh, try to embrace fear. So, right. um, but you know, I'm wavering on it as both, but I think it's more socially um, on that aspect. Um, I agree for sure. And I'm going to say, um, I say both too, because like she said, like I could see how like little things that my daughter has gotten from me mm-hmm. and some of the stuff is like, from when I was younger, I might've been afraid of, or I might've did. And she has picked that up. She mm-hmm. wasn't around when I was there. So she didn't know. Like, so I would say that's the, you know, biological part, mm-hmm. but I would definitely say socially because I even just talking to her sometimes is like, I could see how I'm instilling certain things in her and I don't even mean to do it. Mm. But just saying certain words, especially because kids are so black and white, like it's hard to find a gray area. So if you say candy is bad and then you say, oh, you can have candy, like it's either is candy bad or can I have candy? It's not like. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all get what I'm saying, but I, I see. <laughs> I'm following up. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like, so for me, it's like, sometimes you don't even realize. So like, not only do you have where it's intentionally, socially coming mm-hmm. at you, mm-hmm. but it's also where you don't even realize it. So it's subconsciously coming out of your mouth and it's, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like it's constructed mm-hmm. both ways, but definitely mostly socially. <laughs> That's why I'm more leaning towards socially, but you know, I could understand how somebody could get the standpoint of biological, but you know, I'm not too far fetched from like, you know, changing my mindset with that. Um, you know, what's the next thing on there? What is something you experienced recently over the last couple of years or currently that made you fearful? So anything that, that comes to mind that, you know, currently or over this past years or, you know, especially pandemic moving on forward. Uh, that made you like uh, fearful. You go uh, first. I was I was about to just go first. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, um, no, I think there was some uh, moments of fear that I had. Um, I I had like a bit of a fear moment of like really trying to connect with God, mm. and I think that um, I had because I was talking to another friend about this on the phone. Uh, I think last week, um, and I was saying because she was expressing to me about how she wanted to be so connected and have faith in God, but it was coming out of fear. Mm. It was coming out. And she was telling me a story about how somebody tried to go to heaven, but Mm. she was denied of being in heaven uh, because her, her, her thought process of wanting to go into heaven was because of fear of God and, Mm. and how that um, enabled her from like um, actually processing through faith Mm -hmm. rather than out of fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was telling my friend that because she was kind of on that same mindset or wave. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying like, you know, um, you got to kind of like shift your mindset away from it because I used to be in that kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. standpoint. And I was thinking like, you know, why am I, you know, doing things out of fear because, you know, of the, um, uh, what was it? The uh, uh, what's the thing? The uh, my word is just slipping. With the the thing that people was worried about, what God's gonna do after uh, the rapture? The rapture, rapture. 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 I just I just popped into my mind. <laughs> um. So and I'm just like, damn. Like people are really like concerned about this because a lot of these things that's happening, especially around the pandemic times. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was just like, <laughs> nah. I was just like, I had to like kind of like change my approach with that. I'm just like, nah. I gotta like. If I want to have faith, it has to be on my own accord, too. Mm-hmm. It can't be because of somebody yells mm-hmm, and so right. saying, like, oh, have faith or whatever, because that's not going to really apply to me. Mm-mm. Everybody has their own personal joy, journey and story with it and connections with God or relationships with God. Right. And I want to make sure that I had that faith so embedded with me as far as, like, yo, like, I truly 
like love you, have faith in you. I pray, I'm reading scripture, I'm doing all I can that I could like find myself in alignment with you and hear you and see you and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was one part of me that was kind of operating out of fear and then like moving into more faith-based now. Mm -hmm. um, other parts of it, it's like, nah, I'm just like, I don't I don't really have much fear. You know, uh, people might say, like, I mean, I could get scared, of course, but I don't I don't really equate that to fear. I think I just have scared moments or I get a little hesitant or whatever, but I don't think right now, currently, I'm fearful of anything. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, I would say similar to you, like, I would say I used to maybe live more in that in a, a fearful state mm -hmm. in terms of God, mm -hmm. not like the world, but in terms of God. I feel like because like growing up with like religious Christian God backgrounds, mm -hmm. you know, the three of us has, I feel like that is taught a lot in, in the religious realm and stuff like fear God. Like, you know, so I feel like a lot of us that are like big believers, we walk around like so scared, like, Oh my gosh, like God is going to be so mad at me. If I do this, if I do mm -hmm. this, if I do this. And mm -hmm. like, and I used to be like that. And then I realized like, Holy like shit like that's the devil that's like making me be so like fearful like god is love god is not like he's not judging you mm -hmm. but to answer this question because mm -hmm. that is not it there has been something that made me fearful which i had to work through but mm -hmm. it really started with like 2020 and the george floyd and just the pandemic mm -hmm. and all of that and and covid and stuff and i really like you know we were all home we didn't have shit to do like mm -hmm. i got deep into I don't like to call it the conspiracy world because yeah. it's truth. Okay. Yeah. So, but <laughs> for, for the other people, for the people in the world that call it conspiracy, like I dove into that world mm -hmm. and was like heavy in it, like mm -hmm. just listening to stuff, reading stuff. And it was like great because like, I do feel like I went through a spiritual awakening and I woke mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. However, when you're like living in that world and especially having some of this, like access to so much knowledge and, and, you know, it, it did start making me like fearful, but not so much fearful of like the world I'm living in because I see the evil and the good, but more so fearful, like shit, like I need, I need to hurry up and get myself together. Like I, I need to stack my money. I need to, I need to do this. Like I, and all these things, like I need to prepare for this. I need to prepare for if we go into a famine or if we go into a war mm -hmm. or if we, the, the internet block blacks out, like I need to prepare. Like it had me going crazy like that. Like I, mm -hmm. I was in my house buying camping shit. If I ever live off the grid, I got a whole bag <laughs> of camping <laughs> shit. So come fuck with like, me. Y'all like, like, not ready. Y'all not, not ready. Like cans and food. And I'm like, yeah. it had me like living scared. And one day I woke up and was like, bro, like you gotta like live in the present. Like, it, it, you know, yeah, it's cool to plan for the future, but you still here in the present. Like mm. you gotta live for today, you yeah. know? So, so I broke out of that fear of just like not being where I want to be, mm -hmm. you know, with this world and how, and, and all the things that technology's coming, the robots are coming, this is coming, <laughs> flying cars. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that, was, that, was, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel you on every one of them. Uh, what's your thoughts uh, on this? Um, to be honest with you, hmm, I got a song that actually, I don't like to speak on my fears because mm -hmm. I feel like it could always be used against you. And I guess mm -hmm. that's, you know, I'm also a conspiracy theorist or some shit. Like I watch a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of like government movies and CIA and assassin, things like that. So, and I actually said in my song, like, I didn't want to say what my fears was. So I said, my worst fear is my fears coming true. Mm -hmm. um, but if we want to get a little more surface level, I caught COVID and I'm afraid of COVID now because I still don't have my taste and smell back and it's been over a year mm. and it's gotten worse. Damn. Mm. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. for me, and then I caught, my daughter caught hands, mouth and foot disease. I'm afraid of that too. Cause I caught it too. Mm. I was out here looking crazy and quarantine and everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get none of these diseases. I mean, I'm still going to be here. Yeah. Because. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. I, I feel you on that. Uh, I don't, the pandemic didn't really concern me. Obviously, there's 
concerns, but I, I wouldn't say it's fearful concerns for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, when all these things was kind of like rolling up and then people was trying to stock up on like food, you know, talk about the food shortage, uh, like, you know, especially with the inflation and the prices going up and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm seeing this, but I'm still moving, trying to move accordingly mm-hmm. and just kind of being watchful of things and things like that, but not too like jumpy and reacting, right. you know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that's going to be helpful. And I, I think it even brings more stress into your life. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to like balance myself out and not to, you know, I, like you were saying, keep mm-hmm. myself present. Right. You know, I think that's really important because people worry about too much of the past or too much mm-hmm. of the future mm-hmm. and not worry too much on the present. So mm-hmm. I think right. that's something that, uh, when, you know, even when I wake up and pray, I'm like, yo, I'm grateful for another day. Mm-hmm. Thank God for another mm-hmm. day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I look at more of my blessings and what I've grateful for what I could do to keep myself productive within that day mm-hmm. and uh, not think too far ahead. You know, I just like, just keep myself present and the people around me present, like just see the people that are existing. How can I help? Who can help me? Who can I serve? And who can I serve as for other people and mm-hmm. things like that? So mm-hmm. that's more my mindset and things like that. So uh, we'll move on to the next. No, that's good. Cause they definitely, me, especially with the whole like cryptos and yeah. even the NFTs and all like, you know, if you don't get into these things now, like yeah. you're going to miss the wave or even social media. Like yeah. if you don't but start building your platforms now, like you're going to miss the wave. Like, yeah. So then it made me be like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's right. the hype. That's the con to all buy right. you into that. Yeah. So next question, did you experience instilling fear in others? Was it done purposely or out of concern uh, and how did it affect them? So instead of us, you know, expressing about our fears, did you ever instill fear onto other people? Uh, whether it was consciously, subconsciously, um, did it was it per- done purposely? Was it done just out of concern because you was fearful? Be and you was telling people like, no, oh, watch out for this, watch out for this, watch out for that. You know what I'm saying? So did you kind of instill that fear <clears throat> onto somebody else? Right. Oh, Charge the battery. Um, I would say for me personally, no, I I don't feel like I really instill fear onto others. Yeah, I can still talk. I just want to check the battery. All right, go ahead. Um, oh, it paused. It did. Yeah. yeah. Oh my There we go. There we go. Hey, we're back in action. Hey. You know, sorry for the technical difficulties. You know, I had to switch the battery. All right. Be like that. Yeah. So what you were saying? Oh, I was saying no, that mm-hmm. I I don't really do that. I'm all about like lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. So I don't really instill fear in other people or not that I've done purposely or mm-hmm. anything like that. So no, I don't do that. Mm. Nah, she's loving it like a go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm be supporting you. I'm being your corner. Mm. What about you? There was a moment when you was instilling. Absolutely, I'm a parent, so you gotta instill that fear in your kids. Like, mm. and sometimes you know, like I don't want to, cause I don't like to hit my child, but yeah. if I gotta hit her, cause sometimes her mouth be crazy, mm. but. Um, for me, I don't be liking when people instill that fear. Like people will try to say, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. They'll try to instill instill fear based off of, you know, what they're afraid of Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you got to let me do me. But like I'm saying, I do instill fear in my child too. I'm sorry. I'm jumping around a little bit, but, um, I do instill the fear in my child. Why why do you, I would say. Why do you still fear into your child? I would say when you want them to do something that you want them to do or not do something that you don't want them to do. So like if I tell my daughter five times, you got to get your plate off the table or you got to do it like Mm -hmm. at this point, if you don't do this, then now you're going to get a consequence. Okay, And that's like that more consequence based. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like a rewards consequence type of thing. Behavioral like. 
like that. Not like instilling fear, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. Because I want her to experience everything. Like, I do. I do sometimes because I also want them to be alert and we are living in different times. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, maybe going outside where like back in the day, kids that like were like seven, eight, they would be on these New York subways riding the train to school and all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, like, my kids out, no, you can't. It's going to be instilling fear into them, you know, unfortunately, but it's for their safety so that they know. Um, yeah, I don't know if I instilled fear into people. Like, I, I was the type of person that'd be like, okay, at least be conscious or aware of this. Or, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, be mindful of this. Be critical of this. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say I try to instill fear because I, one thing that I like to do is spread uh, awareness, knowledge, wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, People have to come to the point where they have to think things through. They can't mm-hmm. always react uh, so quickly. I know maybe for certain situations that's understandable, but I think that we're, we live in a society that's very high on emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? for and sure. That's also the selling point. That's the that's the thing that like gets people uh, selling into media, social media, uh, just different platforms, person to person, group to group, family to family, whatever the case may be. And I think that you know. There's got to be a point where we got to stop and think things through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think that it's important to surround ourselves that helps us kind of navigate those emotions. Not to say that you can't have emotions, to, but to actually navigate those emotions mm-hmm. and have somebody that will like think things through, whether that's yourself or somebody else, to kind of like balance this our, our, ourself out. Right. And I think that, For like, sure. you know, with all these things going on, I think that that's why. Uh, I do my best. I'm not saying I'm always perfect, but I do my best to navigate with at least a little bit of a critical lens coming into certain situations. So um, I wouldn't say that I instill fear, but I would make people cautious. Right. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. About what's going on and stuff like that. But but not trying to make it feel like, you know, they got, I'm putting them like in a scary place to feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, yeah, like watch out. No, like, no, just be cautious, be mindful. Right. And Let's see, like, can I help you? Can we operate? You know, can you be able to handle things on your own? Type of kind of, you know, mm-hmm. energy like that. Right. So, uh, that. Was there opportunities missed out due to fear? Huh. Any opportunities missed out because of fear? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. Was there opportunities for me that I missed out because of fear? Um... I think maybe I'm I'm trying to go into the realm, so maybe relationships, dating, maybe um, no, like I think more in the family dynamic. I'm not gonna get too mm-hmm. personal, but like I think there was times where like I was fearful of um, kind of getting myself involved with certain situations as far as like uh, family controversies. Uh, more like internal conflict within the family and things like that. And like, uh, because I don't like drama, you know, I I try to live as much as drama free as possible with more of a sense of peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So, but there's always those stripes within the family and it's just like, yo, like what's going on? Even when I remember way back when I was a kid, when like my, um, my parents split apart Mm -hmm. and I was just like, yo, I was fearful. Like, yo, how does the the home is going to be stabilized? Like, you know, we're talking about build the bill situation. We're talking about like, you know, when I, you know, obviously when I get older and I'm trying to support my mom, it's just like, you know, working extra hours trying to mm-hmm. support her, you know, we were able to, to live in the place that we do um, during the time, you know what I'm saying? So I think about those things during that time, but uh, not um, as of lately uh, when it comes to, <coughs> bless you, Thank when it you. comes to anything currently in the realms of opportunities missed because of fear, but I could definitely uh, recall past experiences as a kid, like opportunities trying to like, understand the family dynamics but you know i'm a kid too so i have a different mentality Mm -hmm. going through it right and not trying to see it in the sense of like i'm just want to bring the family together but just more like trying to understand what's going on and Mm -hmm. like that kind of fear of like you know how it could affect the kid Mm -hmm. and like me being a kid myself is just like yo like it can have a different toll on you mentally Mm -hmm. um moving forward so what about y'all any opportunities uh you know past current you know, uh, that you missed out due to fear? Um, I would say I've always been a big risk taker um, <laughs> pretty much in my life. So I, I can't think of many like big major opportunities, but I would say for sure, definitely opportunities I missed, whether it's like being too fearful to ask for the amount of money that I really deserve or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, or 
being too scared to like, you know, maybe ask for something, I don't know, a discount or something like different. So speaking out. Yeah. Speaking out on yeah. certain situations. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are some opportunities that, that I may have missed, you know, asking for a job or something like that to mm-hmm. a connection or something, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't feel like there's many big opportunities, but I do feel like sometimes just sometimes I can be fearful to put myself out there in general Mm -hmm. and let people like into like who I am as a person, like Kiara's real personality and like what I'm really about. So sometimes that can hold me back and make me miss out on things. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you, Kay? Anything that you thought about? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say the first I don't feel like too many big things because I feel like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a risk too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say the start is uh, my basketball career. I was afraid to put in the hard work that I needed to put in. And I probably could have, not probably, I could have went pro if Mm -hmm. I did put in the necessary work. Yeah. and now I would say, you know, a little bit with the music. Okay. I've missed, <laughs> I've probably missed a lot of opportunities with the music, just being afraid of the unknown or, you know, sometimes we're afraid to be great and mm-hmm. not that we don't want to be great, but we've been where we've been at for so long, you kind of get comfortable you get and you think, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, but I would say for sure, yeah. I so missed a few opportunities with basketball, with basketball and, and then music. with music. However, we ain't missing no more opportunities. Hey, hey, um, something that you maybe thought about with the um with the fear of missed opportunities because um damn, it was just something you said that it made me thought about something. Um was it the music? No, no, it wasn't the music. Basketball. Hard work. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I ain't help him. He gonna remember it. Yeah. Next, next thing. <laughs> come back. Uh, what do you fear the most, and why? And um, how did you overcome it? If you have any things that you know, uh, I think now moving forward, is there any kind of impeding thoughts on like something that you fear the most, or something maybe let's say back then that you mm-hmm. feared the most, and then you overcame it. Okay, back then, not now. Yeah, yeah. Because now I feel like, no, I'm a very big believer. Like, you know, I walk with God. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm living in God's, like, I'm just a vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did I fear the most back then? Um, uh, <laughs> not, not much? <laughs> <laughs> no, not much. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe money. I guess maybe money. Like, I feel like that has been, that was maybe always a subconscious fear, not as like openly fearful Mm -hmm. and stuff. But I will say I've always been like called cheap in my family. I've always been like frugal. I've always been like the person that like the go-to when people get into situations like Mm -hmm. to come to for money and stuff. And, and really the reason why is because my fear of not having it. Like I always just felt like. I don't never want to be in a position where I, I don't have money or I have to rely on somebody else or like who could help me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that has been a big fear of like the fear of like money and not being able to provide for myself or take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but overcoming it because I'm not frugal anymore or cheap. They do not call me these names no more. Mm-hmm. But I would say overcoming it is one, just trusting in God more. Like I do feel like I finally, like, you know, I know my purpose. So like walking with God more. And when you walk with him, like you don't have to be fearful of things. Like he's going to make a way. Like I've been in situations where I've taken the leaps with no plan, no money, no nothing. And I've seen how God works. So now how can I be fearful? Like Mm -hmm. I've literally have examples of how things have worked out. Mm -hmm. So I don't I I don't have as much fear anymore, but overcoming it, like I said, just putting more faith in God, like doing that deep work, Mm -hmm. like, you know, knowing who I am, praying every day, affirmations, meditation, like all of that healing, self-loving stuff Mm -hmm. definitely helped me get over it. Praying more definitely helped me get over it. And also just realizing like giving, letting go of money and, and giving it out, like it always comes back to you, you know, like the more you give, the more you receive, the more you, you reap what you sow. So 
Um, I, I kind of want to have a challenge and thought process about that because uh, there's times where I, I give, I don't remind getting rewarded. So um, wait, you give but don't remind, don't don't, don't mind getting rewarded. Rewarded, right? Because I think right. like sometimes there's like the fruitfulness of serving, right? And I think like you know, that's just me personally. I just think like because I always uh, catch myself thinking about um, these like catchphrases that people be saying. I'm thinking like, you know, like, uh, what's another one? Like everything happens for a reason or something mm-hmm. like that and all these different catchphrases. And I'm just like, you know, I try to think like a little bit outside the box. I was like, you know, I was like, does everything does happen for a reason? Because there's also a sense of accountability. There's also a sense of like, well, you know, uh, does this person quote unquote deserve to die or whatever and things like this. There's always these little nuances of these conversations, but you know, that's just like a little side thought that, I, that just came to mind. But for me, um, I don't know something I feel. Oh wait, no, there, I, there was a situation. Um, I had several situations, but um, uh, I think losing myself was one of the fear that I had, uh, especially like through the cycles of like what people would deem as trauma mm-hmm. or traumatic experiences. Uh, when I was in the hospital for a whole month, uh, and I was, I think I shared the story vaguely before, um, and I was. Uh, I, I had the I had to get my uh, appendix removed, hmm. uh, so I went through that. I went through um, abscess. Um, I went through um, just vomiting, coughing up blood because of the pain from the surgery. So every time you cough, it kind of like hmm. gets this little hmm. inhale right. kind of thing. And then you, when you do that, you, you feel the pain. I was gonna my, say sounds hmm. Yeah, from the thing. So I'm just like I'm 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 trying to hold back on like coughing and like you know uh, throwing up and everything hmm. because of that. And then I just ended up you know coughing up blood and everything like that. And like using the bathroom because of the medications mm-hmm. and everything and then losing a lot of weight from that. And then one problem led to the next because of the abscess inflammation. Then after that, when I was recovering from that, I had pancreatitis and then, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a whole month of this just felt like hell to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I just remember me crying multiple times and just being in bed and like, you know, um, thinking about God and like my mom coming and praying for me and the family, you know, coming in for me, like close friends coming to, uh, you know, watch over me and things like that. And I was just like, yo, like, you know, it just made me think about life and like, because uh, there was a situation where um, uh, before the whole surgery was happening, um, like I was situated um, uh, by the door mm-hmm. and it had the door open and it was like close to the, like the emergency um, area where people come in. Um, and then I saw like a little young girl on her bed and then um, uh, she stopped breathing mm. and the parents, the, the, I think the mom came in first. And she said, my baby's not breathing. My baby's not breathing. And, you know, she died mm. right there. Mm. You know, and you saw that? Yeah. From mm. like That's my... Wild. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, my surgery's up though. I'm just like, I got my surgery right up next, you know? Right. I know. I'm just like, yes. yo, I was just like, yo, God, yes. <laughs> don't, do, don't make this my time. Don't make this my time. And uh, I was just thinking like, you know, um, you know, I was thankful that I, I got through the surgery, mm-hmm. even though I had other imp- uh, complications. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just like, just in fear of like losing myself, like, you know, cause I want to live, you know, I don't want to like die or anything like that. So uh, I think that was one of my uh, thoughts about that and stuff mm. and how I overcame it. Um, just experiencing life, uh, connecting with friends. I think just socializing, being more in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, around that time I was heavy on exercises. So I'll make sure that I'll force myself um, out of bed, exercise, wake up at a certain time, you know, just really push myself because I was just like, you know, I was not going to keep myself low, you know, right. even though it was a hard battle, I was not going to keep myself low because like, I want to appreciate life and I think mm-hmm. like some people take life for granted mm-hmm. and I just want to like, kind of like, push myself to be like, yo, I'm alive, you know, thank God and I'm just like, I got to utilize each day, so that's yeah. why I keep myself more in that presence in time, so what about you, Katie? Um, it was anything you know- that you feared the most? And then how did you overcome it? I had something that I was going to say. I completely forgot it. However, <laughs> I had a few more things. Um, surface level, mm-hmm. I'm terrified of heights. Oh, really? But I will, like, I won't let that stop me from everything. Now, there's a few things that I'm like, all right, I'm not doing that. But did you jump off a plane? 
I don't know. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta ask me when we in that moment with yeah. with the right amount of peer pressure. I might do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little couple shots. <laughs> I might need that. But um, yeah. nah, I went parasailing though, so that's okay. up in the air. I was scared, but it was cool. Like mm. once you up there, then it's just like you just chilling. Yeah. Um, so I was scared at first, especially because the person I went with, she, we up in the air, she singing. I'm all the way up. I'm oh like, my God. no, you ain't. But um, yeah. And so then the other one I would say is now more so. I have a fear of not reaching my fullest potential. Mm. Okay. Because I know how great I can be, mm-hmm. and how much greatness is inside of me. And um, if I don't reach that, I know it's nobody but my fault. Mm. So I would say that would be. My, yeah, you know, um, and overcoming it, I'm still overcoming it because I'm I never thought I was gonna be a oh, there we go, it just brought me back, (laughs) yeah. So, back in the day, my biggest fear was not realizing my purpose or my passion, like, Mm. I'm just like. Why am I here? What do I want to do? Like, I didn't... When I was younger, I wanted to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. However, that went out the window. Like, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. So when I got pregnant, mm-hmm. it things changed for me because, you know, I couldn't play basketball. I was taking care of my child by myself in a whole nother state. My family wasn't around. I had no help. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. I could do the, I have a, a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I could go that route. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But do I really love it? Yeah. And yes, I have a huge interest in it. But like, so that was like a lot of the questions that I was dealing with. And really the music, I don't want to say fell into my lap, but it came back to me. Mm. And I think that your passions and, you know, what your purpose is going to be, it finds its way back to you. So for me, I'm still overcoming it because I'm still doing the music and yeah. not what I had set out to do. I didn't think I was going to be a millionaire from being a rapper, but, mm-hmm. you know, God has shown me a, a different path. So yeah, that's dope. That's I'm dope. overcoming that now. Yeah. Uh, no, so, no, we'll just close it off on that. So we'll just go straight to the Dose of Reality and then we'll just... Sitting for the after hours okay. and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, those reality is like pretty much a reality check uh, within yourself or something that you want to share to the viewers and the uh, listeners and things like that. So based on this conversation, based uh, uh, around uh, fear of fallacies, what would be the reality check that you would like to share? Uh, something that you like realize within yourself or, you know, something that you want to share to other people? Um, I would say that everything is mental and okay. I watch a lot of um I've been watching a lot of like things that change your mental and like your your thought processing and stuff like that so I watch a lot of like affirmational things or um just like TED talks and things like that I would mm-hmm. say I would say that the the mental is the the biggest the biggest thing that you would have to switch if you want your life to change. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see that within my life. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the biggest piece of advice that I would give to others is once you change what's inside of you and your mental and stuff like that, then your outer world will change too to match up what's what's in you. Yeah, let's go. Kiara, any uh, dose of reality? Um, Yeah, fear is false evidence appearing real. So it's like you fear, you know, it really doesn't really exist. It's like what society put on us, really. Like mm-hmm. you didn't come into this world with a list of fears and being afraid of heights and all of that. Like um, society puts that. So it's just like, don't let fear, don't walk with fear or don't let fear stop you from living your life, you know? And, and and I know a lot of people don't believe in God, but there are a lot of people that do believe in God. And even for the people that don't believe in God, He's deaf there and he loves you and he's just waiting for you. So it's like, you know, when you when you got God, you really you have less fear. OK, mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so to, to, to piggyback on that, like even those who don't believe in God, I'll just say those who are off that base. Uh, just to, just be mindful of the people around your circles. Be mindful of the people that try to 
spew some kind mm-hmm. of scare tactics. Uh, you know, uh, be considerate of the consumption of media intake when it comes mm-hmm. to those who instill fear because, you know, a lot of news is like operating with, you know, fear and like uh, negativity and all this uh, bad stuff that's going on. So don't be too consumed with that. Um, with that. Just, you know, try to balance that off with like good circles, good friends, good people that will like mentally check with you or, you know, uh, give you accountability or whatever the case may be that you make you ensure that you're good, you're in a well um state of mind that you're, um, you know, they're just checking in with you, you know what I'm saying? So I think having those good friend circles or family or whoever it is um, that just, just check on you, um, I think is a good thing to have, you know, and not just be too consumed by uh, social media, media outlets or anybody that tries to instill fear. So that'll be the dose of reality for that segment. Uh, to close this out, uh, Kiara, where can they follow you? You can follow me at K-I-A-R-A underscore A-L-E-Y-I-A, Kiara Aaliyah. Yes, sir. And to our special guests. That's me, y'all. Uh, you can follow me at underscore K-A-Y-A-L-E-X-I-S-S. And uh, I'll put the link for her music, so definitely check her out and things like that. Definitely support her and, it, and uh, on, on her all of her endeavors. Um, and I am your host. You can follow me on Instagram at T H E O B I J A Y. You can hit me up or hit up though. Obviously, though, not uh, here, unfortunately, but you know, you can hit up the Black Hill Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can also email us if you're interested in being a special guest or a guest on the podcast uh, as we have more future episodes coming in. Uh, we're going to uh, continue the conversation with the after hour talks. Uh, we get more into the topic of fear fallacy, so make sure you sign up to our Patreon. The link will be in our bio. Um, and uh, support, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you'll see all the after-hour conversations and the Patreon once you become a member. So become a Black Pill member and get exclusive access to that. But this concludes this episode of the Black Pill Podcast. This is the Black Pill Squad. You know, signing out.